Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's This conference is being recorded live. Okay. Give honor to God and uh, all the saints. Just thanking God for midday prayer, the opportunity, the privilege to pray, the privilege to come together in midday and give God all the thanks, give him all the praises. God, we just, we exalt your name, Heavenly Father. God, we thank you, God, that you've given us the thirst, the will, the want to to exalt your name, magnify your name, glorify your name, and be edified in the word of God. God, we give you praise. We give you thanks. We thank you, God, for praying targeted individuals. We thank you, God, for praying people in general. We thank you, God, for a community of people that can come together and know that they know that they know that the devil is a liar, that this too shall pass, that Satan cannot override the sovereignty of the Most High God. God, we thank you that we can come to you and pray about this sick program, about demons across this nation, about demons in in spiritual wickedness in high places, that we can rebuke and we can plead the blood of Jesus, Heavenly Father, for these demons to have no impact on us, for, for your love, God, to continue to shield us, to protect us, to guide us, to direct yes, yes. us, Heavenly Father. God, we thank you for your sovereignty. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We thank you, God, for this the means of prayer here, this room here, talks to you, the conference room. God, we thank you for each and every participant, each and every downloader, each and every listener. We thank you, God, for encouragement. We thank you, God, for our elders. We thank you, God, that you're watching over them, that you're keeping them, that you're keeping them in a sound mind. We thank you, God, for rebuking each and every demon thought out of each and every one of our heads, for shielding our heads, God, for keeping us on point, keeping us praising, exalting your name, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for good health, that you've given us the strength to rise up this morning, to be healthy, to not have to use nothing to do our daily functions. We thank you, God, that eugenics has no impact on us, will never have any impact, that we'll be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, that demons, their programmings will not impact us. We thank you, God, for giving us enlightenment on these type of programs, Heavenly Father, that we can know that we know to stay away from these demon-plotted, planned-out programs, their needles, their, their, uh, uh, their, their plots, their plans, their schemes. God, we thank you that you gave us the knowledge that we can protect ourselves. Yes, God, we yes, give yes. you praise and glory, and we bind up that spirit of eugenics, God. And we pray oh, yes. for each and every person that has been victimized of it, Heavenly Father, that you will shield them, that you'll show them a way that they'll go through a ministry, a deliverance ministry, and become healed. We bind that spirit up in the name of Jesus of messing with people's health. We bind it up in the name of Jesus where health is number one. God, we thank you, God, that you've given us health and the ability to pray, to give you honor and praise, Heavenly Father. We ask you, God, to keep us with a sound mind, Heavenly Father, to keep us in a healthy body, Heavenly Father, to keep us praising your name, exalting your name. God, we please the blood over our governance structure 
witches in the name of Jesus. We bind up every demon trying to usurp authorities they do not have. We ask you, God, to cover with the blood of Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, the judiciary branch, the legislative branch, and the executive branch. Plans yes, of Lord. demons usurp authorities they do not have. We bind it up. God, we pray that you will make each and every one of us whole, Heavenly Father. In my situation, I bind up every demon force trying to work against me in the judiciary. I plead the blood of Jesus for righteousness to reign. I plead the blood of Jesus to be made whole. I plead the blood of Jesus for all obstacles to be stopped in their tracks. I plead the blood of Jesus on each and every case in the judicial branch in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus, yeah. Heavenly Father, that you will make my mother and I whole. You will stop yeah. these demon attacks in the name of Jesus. You will lead and direct us where to go, what to do. I plead the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. I ask you, God, to bless each and every one here. Our brother Mark, um, I mean our brother Jeff, Heavenly Father, our sister Elka, bless them, God. Let them be made whole. Everything that Satan took for them may be triplicated. It's back to them, all their, all their finances, everything that was stolen in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May you protect them from head to toe, Heavenly Father. Bless their bloodlines, Heavenly Father. Keep them under your wings, God. Praise in your name, Heavenly Father. God, we just thank you. We praise you. We exalt your name. Bless our sisters that want to be here and they could not be here today, Lord. Give them the strength to continue praying, God. Give them the strength to continue marching forward. Give the targeted, give this community the strength to move forward, doing the will of God, moving towards yeah. uh, making this earth a better place. God, we thank you, God, for righteousness. We thank you, God, for each and every person, God, that you've put on this side of the earth to fight for righteousness so that these demons cannot have total control. God, we thank you, God, for praying people, Heavenly Father. We yes, thank you, God for righteous living people, Heavenly Father. Amen. We thank you, God, for exaltation, God, the privilege to exalt your name, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We Amen. thank you, God, for the miracles you have yet to come, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for fasting and praying to see great changes, God. Yes. We thank you, God, for biblical Jesus. teaching, Heavenly Jesus. Father, that can guide and direct our steps, Jesus. lead us in which way to go. We thank you, God, for each and every person that's willing to learn and grow in, the, in, in God's word, in Jesus' name, amen. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We give you honor, God. We give you praise, God. We thank you, God, just for ta giving us the will and the want to spend our midday exalting your name, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for encouragement. We thank you, God, for support systems. We thank you, God, for all you've done, all you're going to do. We thank you, God, for our elders. I thank you, God, for my mother, for using her to raise us up in the word of God. I thank you, God, for longevity, for keeping her in her right mind. I thank you, God, for protecting her, God. I thank you, God, for good health over her life, Lord. I thank you, God, for giving her the strength to continue to praise and exalt your name, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Lord, for all you've done. All you're going to do, Heavenly Father. I thank you and I praise you. I thank you, God, for this beautiful day where the sun is shining. I ask you, God, to just get us out here and let us 
be able to get that sun in our soul, Heavenly Father, so that we can continue to each one of us shine for God, shine for Jesus, shine for the work, the miracles that are yet to come. I thank you, God, for shielding us, for covering us, for protecting us. I thank you, God, for keeping all traps of the enemy away from us. I thank you. I praise you. I exalt your name. I thank you, God, for for our people that could not be here. Bless our sister Amy, Lord. Bless our sister Ann, Lord. Delisa. God, I ask you to cover Mark in his tracks, God. God, open up the windows of heaven. Bring him into the kingdom of God. Let him realize there is no other way but through you, Heavenly yes. Father. Hallelujah. Bless our sister Dion, Lord. Bring her right on in, Heavenly Father. Yes, Let her know that she cannot do nothing without God, Thank that she you, cannot Jesus. do anything Thank alone. Bless you, all of the T.I.s. Bless our brother Jeff, Heavenly Father. We decree and declare that he will <sighs> get the appropriate housing that he needs. God yes, bless his you, finances. Jesus. Open up the windows of heaven, God. Give that man stabilization. We bind up that destabilization demon. We bind up that discrediting campaign that was put on him in the name of Jesus. God, we know you reign. Turn things around, Heavenly Father. Block it. Bind it up. Open up the windows of heaven. Give him the finances he needs, God, to serve you continually, to do your work, to do great things. Your word says you expect great things from us, Heavenly Father. Oh, We ask you, God, to open up the windows of heaven. Turn the, turn the curses into blessings, God. God, we serve you. We exalt you. We magnify your name. God, let the devil know he's a liar by blessing us, Heavenly Father. Give mm. us finances that are needed to to do great things on this earth to exalt your name. Lord, bless our sister Elka, Lord. We bind up every demon force trying to confuse her, Lord. We bind yes. up demon forces trying to yes. attack her, Lord. We ask you, God, to bless her home, Lord. Keep her under your wings, Lord. Watch over her, guide her, lead her, direct her, God. God, give her the spirit to get out, out of the, get out the house sometimes. Give her the right thing to do to get cameras in her house to do what she has to do so that the devil has no control over her. God, we ask you, Heavenly Father, to watch over her grandchildren, her children, her daughters. Bring them into the kingdom of God. Turn things around for her in the name of Jesus. Bless our sister Amy, Lord, our sister Ann, Lord. Cover them with the blood. Let them continue to pray, God. God, we exalt your name. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for this prayer meeting Bible study we have now as we become edified in the word of God. We thank you, God, for the Pentateuch, the words of God. We thank you, God, for the ability to learn. We thank you, God, for our knowledge and our comparison of Joseph and Jesus today. God, we thank you. We praise you. We exalt your name. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Ooh, an echo. Go ahead. Do you want to pray, Mark? I mean, not Mark. Jeff or Elka? Sure. I'll, I'll say I'll just, a quick prayer. It's a quick prayer. Um, Father, we thank you that you... Oh, there's an echo right back to me, but I'll, I'll, I'll ignore it. No, no. I'm going to get rid of that echo. echo. We find the echo in Jesus' name. That's you, Elka. Uh, I got a block. Go ahead. You okay. no, Father, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that we walk in your love. We walk in your safety. We walk in your protection. Muted. I took my head, but I can't really. It's sort of bound, I'll, I'll try to ignore the echo. Um, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that 
There's not one slight that happens to us, not one moment of harassment or gang stalking or slander that you don't see, my God. You see all of this, Father God. Like Joseph, when he was kept a slave and sold into slavery by, by his own family, by his brothers, Father God, your, your eye was on him. And even more now in this covenant of love that we have through your son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, Father God, that you see us, you realize every, every pain we go through, every tear we shed, if we have to go hungry when we're worrying about our living situations and being able to make money, Father God, we, we know that you're aware of all of this, Father God, and that you love us, that you love us, and you'll never leave us, my God, and you'll never forsake us, Father God. Help us, Lord, not to be bitter and not to want to strike out against those who harass us and, and persecute us and, and take pleasure in our pain. Help us to forgive them, Father God, because it's what you told us to do, Father God, to pray for those who persecute us, Father God. And Lord, in your word, you told us not to be surprised when we fall into temptations and trials and persecutions because the world hated you, Father God, <laughs> not to be surprised when it hates us, Father God. And ultimately, this is a spiritual war, Father God. This is a spiritual battle. This is not an issue of flesh and blood. These people are motivated by demonic spirit. Father, when we see in their face that they're taking joy as we're falling apart or as we're being stressed and they're playing games, Father, and we see in their eyes that they're enjoying this, it's the Spirit working through them, Father God. These are possessed people, Father God. These are, or, or at least oppressed people who do this because this is such an evil, demonic program that all of, all of those that are on this call right now and, and, and that are out there, Father God, just ask for your protection, Lord, and ultimately let this drive them to you, Father God, the unbelievers and those who are not Christians don't have a relationship with you, Father God, that are out there struggling with being harassed and slandered and gang-stalked or who deal with electronic harassment and voice to skull and all these things, Lord. I, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that, this, that these situations would drive them to their knees and they would put their hands in the air and say, God, if you're real, come to me. Speak to me. Show yourself to me. And that as they do this, you would show yourself to them, my Father. Because that's what you, you are, a, a father who loves his children, Father God, who does not leave one sheep behind, Father God, but who goes and pulls that lost sheep back into the fold. Because you are the greatest parent, the greatest, most loving father and God that there ever was and ever will be. And we love you because you first loved us, my God. I just pray for every T.I. who doesn't know you, that right in this moment they would fall to their knees and, and say, if you're real, to show that, and that you would show that yourself to them, to be the, the real, genuine, and only and true God that you are, Father God. I thank you that you love each one of us so much, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. You so Amen. Much. Elka? I'm saying, Holy Spirit, we release you. Mm. Do what you need to do. That's, Amen. I'm saying, I'm saying, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. But, but, but we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. So, Holy Hallelujah. Spirit, take full reign. 
take full reign, Holy Spirit. And uh, we cover everything with the blood of Jesus, which has set us free. Thank you, Lord. To be who you want us to be, Lord. And we choose not to be afraid of the enemy in any way, shape, or form, because, Jesus, you delivered us from from the fear of death. Yes, yes, write yes. Down, write down Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 to 15, because you can say it right back to the enemy when he comes. Okay? Praise Jesus. We have been delivered. Thank you, Lord. delivered us. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you. Yes. Yes, I'm I'm, I'm finished. (laughs) Amen, amen. You know, um, maybe I'll talk about that after. Um, Elta. um, Okay, I'll talk to you after. Uh, About Jeff um, and Elka. Yeah, Elka's in this house. And uh, well, we'll talk after. Today we're looking at the Pentateuch, the uh, Genesis, um, which is uh, the Pentateuch is the uh, the first five chapters in the Bible. So we're going to take a look today at Genesis. I'll briefly go through it. I have a little short quiz. Um, I'm not going to read the entire chapter. I'm just going to go through the key parts. Genesis. Uh, the key word for Genesis is beginning. Jesus gives the beginning of almost everything, including the beginning of the universe, life, man, Sabbath, death, marriage, sin, redemption, family, literature, cities, art, language, and sacrifice. It all begins in Genesis. Our key verses are Genesis 3:15 and Genesis 12:3. Those are where the verses are. The key chapter is Genesis 15. Central to all of scripture is the Abrahamic covenant, which is given in Genesis 12, 1 to 3, and ratified in Genesis 15, 1 through 21. Israel receives three specific promises. The promise of a great land from the river of Egypt unto the great river of the river of Euphrates. The promise of a great nation. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. Genesis 13, 16. And then the promise of a great blessing. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Genesis 12:2. And we decree and declare for all praying targeted individuals they will stand on that God will bless us and make thy yes. name great, and oh, we will hallelujah. be a blessing one to another hallelujah. and to all of humankind. Survey of Genesis. Genesis is not so much a history of man as it is the first chapter in the history of the redemption of man. As such, Genesis is highly selective spiritual interpretation of history. Genesis is divided into four great events and four great people. The four great events, chapters 1 through 11, lay the foundation which the whole Bible is built and centered on four key events. Creation the fall of man, the flood, and then nations. The four great people, once the nations are scattered, God focuses on one man and his descendants through whom he will bless all nations, Genesis 12 through 50. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. 
the details and highlights of Genesis. God tells us what happened in the beginning, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, it is emphatic. Other ancient religions, when speaking of creation, indicate that it came about of something that was already there. They see history as occurring forever in cycles. The Bible looks at history in a linear way with a God-given goal. God had a plan in creation, and he carried it out. Several implications flow from the truth contained in the first verse of the Bible. Since God is the source of all that exists, human beings and nature are not self-existent, but owe their being and continuance to him. All existence and life is good if it is related rightly to God and dependent on him. All life and creation can be eternally meaningful and purposeful. God has sovereign rights over all creation by virtue of being its creator. Again, God has sovereign rights over all creation by virtue of being its creator. My God. In a fallen world, he lays claim to those rights through redemption. Exodus 6, 6, uh, Deuteronomy 21, 8. God of creation. God is revealed in an infinite, eternal, self-existent being who, as God is revealed as an infinite, eternal, self-existent being who the first cause of all that is, is. Never was there a moment when God did not exist, Psalms 90 verse 2. In other words, God existed eternally and infinitely before creating the finite universe. He is above, independent of, and prior to all that has been in heaven and on earth. First Timothy 6. The activity of creation. God is the creator. God created all things in heaven and earth. The original creation was without form. The Bible describes God's creation as formless, empty, and covered with darkness. Genesis 1-2. God spoke the word. The method God used in creation was the power of his word. Over and over it is stated that God said. In other words, God spoke the heavens and the earth into being. The Mm -hmm. entire trinity, not just the Father, was involved in creation. The Son is the powerful word through whom God created all things. Paul affirms it in Colossians 1.16. Finally, the author of Hebrew asserts emphatically that by his Son, God made the universe. Hebrews 1.2. Likewise, the Holy Spirit had to be an active role in the work of creation. He is pictured as hoovering over the creation, preserving and preparing it for God's further creative activity. The Hebrew word for spirit is ruach, may also be translated as wind and breath. Thus, the psalmist affirms the role of the spirit in Psalms 33, 6, the purpose and goal of creation. God had specific reasons for creating the world. These include a manifestation of his glory, majesty, and power, Psalms 19.1, Psalms 8.1. Looking at the entire created cosmos from the immense expanse of the created universe to the beauty and order of nature, we cannot help but stand in awe of the majesty of the Lord God. God created the heaven and earth in order to receive back the glory and honor due him. All elements of nature, the sun, the moon, the trees, rain, snows, hills, animals, they shout out praise to God who made them. Psalms 98, 7, 8, Psalms 148, 1 through 10. How much more does God desire and expect to receive glory and praise from human beings? God created the earth in order to provide a place where his purpose and goals for humankind might be fulfilled. 
Adam and Eve were created in God's image so that he would have a loving personal relationship with man for all eternity. God designed humans as a triune being possessing mind, will, and emotions in which they can respond to him freely as Lord and worship to serve him out of faith, loyalty, and gratitude. God so desired this intimate relationship with the human race that when Satan succeeded in tempting Adam and Eve to rebel against and disobey God's command, he promised to send a Savior to redeem humankind from sin's consequences, Genesis 3.15. In this way, God would have a people for his own possession who would enjoy him, glorify him, and live in righteousness and holiness before him, Isaiah 60.21. The culmination of God's purpose in creation is recorded in the book of Revelation where John describes the end of history of giving of God living with us, Revelation 21, 33. Creation and evolution. Evolution is the predominant view regarding the origin of life in the universe proposed in the scientific and educational community of the contemporary world. Bible-believing Christians should consider these four observations about evolution. Evolution is a naturalistic effort to account for the origin and development of the universe. This view begins with the assumption that there is no personal divine creator who made and fashioned the world. The teaching of evolution is not truly scientific. It is undeniable that change and development within various species of living things occurs. Bible-believing Christians must also reject the theory called theistic evolution. The heavenly bodies are to be signs to man. God intended that the sun, moon, and the stars serve as signs that point to him as well as the advancing days, seasons, and years, Genesis 1.14. Astrology has twisted these intended purposes, so the stars, by proposing the false theory that the stars and planets guide people's lives. They do not guide people's lives. God intended that the sun, moon, and stars serve as signs that point to him, to the Most High God. Both men and women were special creation of God, Matthew 19.4, Mark 10.6. Man and woman were both created in the image and likeness of God. On the basis of this image, they could respond to and have fellowship with God and uniquely reflect his love, glory, and holiness. They were to do so by knowing God and obeying him, Genesis 2.15. They possessed a moral likeness to God, for they were sinless and holy, possessing wisdom, a heart of love, and the will to do the right, Ephesians 4.24. That's how we were created until corruption uh, hits us and they do it with the money. They lived in a personal Amen. fellowship with God and involved moral obedience, Genesis 2.16, and intimate communion. When Adam and Eve sinned, their moral likeness to God was corrupted. In redemption, believers must be renewed to the original moral likeness. Adam and Eve possessed a natural likeness to God. They were created personal beings with spirit, mind, emotion, self-consciousness, and power of choice. In some sense, man and woman's physical makeup is in God's image in a way not true of animals. God gave to human beings the image in which he was to appear visibly to them and the form that his son would one day assume. The human beings were made in the image of God does not mean they are divine. They have been created on a lower order and are dependent on God, Psalms 8, 5. 
Okay. All human life is derived initially from Adam and Eve, Genesis 3.20. The second account of creation, the second account of creation is not contradictory to the first. It explains in greater detail the creation of man and woman, their environment and their probation. Chapter 2 of Genesis gives details in, in a topical fashion, whereas Chapter 1 gives the chronological order. Man is made alive in a special way. The giving of life to human beings is described as the result of a special act of God in distinction from the creation of the living things. God specifically imparted life and breath to the first man, an indication that human life stands higher in a, high, in a different category from all other forms of life, that there's a unique relationship of divine life to human life. Genesis one twenty six twenty seven. God is the ultimate source of human life. There are two trees, two trees in the garden and special importance, Genesis 2.9. In Genesis 2.9, it talks about the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life was, in, was intended to make physical death impossible. It is related to eternal life, Genesis 3.22. God's people will have access to the tree of life in the new heaven and new earth. Then there's the tree of good and evil. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. The tree of knowledge of good and evil was designed to test Adam's faith and obedience to God and his word. God created humans as moral beings with the ability to choose freely to love and obey their creator or to disobey and rebel against his will. God requires obedience to his word from the beginning. From the beginning mm-hmm. of history... Hmm? Oh, I say, amen, I'm sorry. Oh, how, how, do I, how do I mute this, Miriam? I apologize. That's okay. I think it's star six. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. From the beginning of history, the human race has been bound to God through belief and obedience to his word as absolute truth, Genesis 2.16. Life is through faith and obedience. Like through faith and obedience, it is presented as the governing principle in Adam's relationship to God in Eden. Adam was warned that he would die if he transgressed God's will and partook of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The threat of death had been accepted by faith based on what God said since Adam had not yet seen human death. It was a moral test. God command command was given to Adam as a moral test. It placed before him a conscious, deliberate choice to believe and obey or disbelieve and disobey. Believe and live. As long as Adam believed God's word and obeyed, he would continue in eternal life and bless fellowship with God. If he sinned by disobeying, he would reap moral disaster and a harvest of death. Temptation comes. In this verse, the serpent attacked God through God's creation, Genesis 3.1. He stated what God had said to Adam was not true. Genesis 3, 3, 4. He ultimately caused God to curse his creation, including the human race that God made in his image, Genesis 3, 16. The serpent is later identified with Satan or the devil, Revelation 12, 9. Satan evidently took control of the serpent and used it as an instrument in his work of temptation, 2 Colossians 11, 3. You can be your own God. From the beginning of the human race, Satan has tempted humans to believe that they can be like God and decide for themselves what is good and what is evil, Genesis 3, 5. 
Humanity is a false god. Humanity, in seeking to be like God, became independent from God and as such become a false god. Humans now seek to gain moral knowledge and ethical discernment from their own minds and desire independence from God's word. Nevertheless, only God has the right to determine what is good and evil. False gods worshippers. Scripture declares that all who seek to be gods will be perish will perish from the earth. Jeremiah ten ten. This will also be the fate of the Antichrist and all those who proclaim themselves to be God. Second Thessalonians two four. God had a plan. Through though though excuse me, though Adam and Eve fell through temptation, God would not allow the perpetrator to get away with it. Genesis three fifteen. This verse contains the first implicit promise of God's plan of redemption for the world. It predicts the ultimate victory for mankind and God over Satan and evil by prophesying of a spiritual conflict between the offspring of the woman offspring of the woman, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the offspring of the serpent, Satan and his followers. God promised here that Christ what? Offspring of the Right. God promised here that Christ would be born of a virgin, Isaiah seven fourteen, and he would be struck through his crucifixion. Yet he would rise from the dead to completely destroy, crush Satan, sin and death for the sake of salvation of the human race. Man followed his own desires and lust. The wickedness of man increased. Genesis 6, 5. In Noah's day, the character of human sin was blatantly manifested in two primary ways, sexual lust and violence. Sexual lust, Genesis 6, 2. Violence, Genesis 6, 11. Human depravity has not changed. It is still through lust and violence that evil finds unrestrained expression today. Immorality, ungodliness, pornography, and violence dominate our societies. Matthew 24, 37. There is a flood coming. Through his covenant, God promised Noah that he would be saved from the judgment to be met out through the flood. Noah responded to God's covenant by believing in him and his word. His faith was demonstrated in his response of holy fear and his actions of preparing and entering the ark. The earth is cleansed of sin. God flooded the earth with the great with the great uh, deep bursting forth that brought the subterranean waters, perhaps the earthquakes and great tidal waves from the oceans were torrential rains for 40 days, Genesis 7:11. The waters covered the earth, Genesis 7:19, and only receded after 150 days. Every living thing outside the ark was wiped out, Genesis 7:23. God tested Noah's faith for 150 days, Genesis 7:24. He had no idea when the waters would subside or when God would intervene. The call of a family. The call of Abraham begins a new chapter in the Old Testament revelation of God's purpose to redeem and save humanity. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. God intended to have a man who would know and serve him who devoted faith, with devoted faith. From this man, a family would come and would know and teach and keep the ways of the Lord, Genesis eighteen nineteen. From this family would come a chosen nation of people who would be separated from the ungodly ways of other nations to do God's will. From this nation would come Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the promised offspring of the woman. Several important principles can be deducted from Abraham's call. The principle of separation. 
Abraham's call involves separating himself from his country, people, and household in order to become an alien and the stranger on earth. He was a T.I., that means. Genesis 12.1. In Abraham, God was establishing the important principle that his people were to be were to separate themselves from all that hinders the purposes his purposes for their lives. That's like that's T.I. material. The principle of an earthly land. God promised Abraham a land, a great nation through his descendants, and a blessing that would affect all the nations of the earth. Genesis 12, 2, 3. The New Testament clearly teaches that the last element of this promise is being fulfilled in the missionary proclamation of the gospel of Christ. Galatians 3, 8. The principle of a heavenly land. Abram's call involved not only an earthly land, but also a heavenly one. His vision came to encompass an ultimate home, no longer on earth, but in heaven. Abram henceforth desired and sought a heavenly country where he would live forever with his God in righteousness, joy, and peace. The principle of obedience and commitment, the call of Abraham contained not only promises, but also obligations. God required both the obedience from Abraham and personal commitment to him as Lord in order to receive what was promised. The obedience and commitment entailed trusting God's word, word even when the realization of the promise appeared humanly impossible. Mm, that's a T.I.'s life. Obedience to God's command to leave his home and a sincere endeavor to live a righteous life. Wow. The principle of extended blessings. God's promise to and blessing on Abram extended not only to his physical descendants, but also to all who in true faith embrace and follow Jesus Christ, the true seed of Abraham. Abraham, all who possess faith like Abram's are children of Abraham and are blessed along with him. They become Abraham's offspring. They're hires according to the promise, Galatians 3.29, which includes receiving by faith the promise, Galatians 3.14. The principle of saving faith, because Abraham possessed the faith in God that expressed itself in obedience, he is declared a foremost example of true saving faith. Basically, biblically, any profession of faith in Jesus Christ as Savior that does not involve obedience to God as Lord is not the kind of faith Abraham possessed and thus is not true saving faith. A Savior is coming. This is the second prophecy in Scripture concerning the coming of Jesus Christ, Genesis 12:3. It speaks of a spiritual blessing that would come through a descendant of Abraham. Paul states that this blessing refers to the gospel of Christ offered to all the nations. God's promise to Abraham reveals that from the very beginning, the purpose of the gospel was to bless all the nations with salvation and goodness. <clears throat> God is now accomplishing his purpose through Jesus Christ and his faithful people who share his burden by sending out preachers who proclaim the gospel to all peoples on earth. This verse serves as a foundation of mission work throughout the world. Abram's name is changed to Abraham in Genesis 17:5. The son of promise comes to Abraham and Sarah. Isaac, the son of promise, was finally born to Abraham and Sarah, Genesis 21:5. Though through Isaac, God would continue his covenant with Abraham. 25 years had passed before God's promise to Abraham was fulfilled, Genesis 12:4. In his own time, God faithfully brought his promises to pass. 
the ultimate test of Abraham's faith. Abraham's faith in and commitment to God were tested to the maximum. God commanded him to do something completely contrary to common sense and to his fatherly love and lifelong hope. In the Abraham story, we read of the of three great tests of his faith. The call to separate himself from his people and country and go forth not knowing where he was going, Hebrews 11.8. The, the requirement to trust God for the promise of the covenant without seeing the fulfillment of that promise for 25 years, Genesis 12.13. And the command that he offers up Isaac, the promised son, in a manner similar to Abraham. The true faith of all believers will be tested. <clears throat> Abraham's statement that he and Isaac would return from the sacrifice was a testimony to his faith and conviction that God's promises concerning Isaac would be fulfilled, Genesis 22.5. In this story, Isaac is a type of Christ. In his giving himself to his father for a sacrifice unto death, John 10.17. In his being saved from death, an act that corresponds to Christ's resurrection, Hebrew 11.7. God had a sacrifice planned out. God's name, Yahweh, means the Lord will provide. From God's test of Abraham, we learn that God sometimes tests the faith of his children. Testing must be considered in honoring God's kingdom. God may be trusted to provide his presence, grace, and all that is necessary for any circumstance that lies within his will. God often works in his redemptive purposes through the death of a vision. Uh, he may allow things to happen in our lives that seem to destroy our hopes and dreams. After a trial of faith, God will confirm, strengthen, establish, and reward the believer. Oh, God, that's good to know. Because it's like, you know, we must continue to just push ourselves. Again, after a trial of faith, God will confirm, strengthen, establish, and reward the believer. First Peter 5.10 the way to find true life in God is through the willingness to sacrifice all that God requires to be sacrificed. After a test of suffering and faith, the outcome of all the Lord's dealings toward the believer is full compassion and mercy. The birthright blessing, the birthright, consisted of leadership in worship and headship in the family, a double portion of the inheritance, and the title to the covenant blessing of God that God had promised to Abraham. The fact that Esau sold his birthright reveals how little value he placed on God's blessing and covenant promises. He foolishly chose to trade future long-range blessings for present momentary pleasures. Thus he despised his birthright. Uh, Jacob, on the other hand, desired the spiritual blessings of the future, and from him came the 12 tribes of Israel. God is a covenant God. God's relationship with his people is described throughout the Bible in terms of covenant. The word first occurs in Genesis 6:18 and extends into the New Testament where God made a new covenant with the humankind in Jesus Christ. God's special covenant name as revealed in the Bible is Yahweh, translated as Lord. The foundational, fundamental promise of the covenant is the Lord's promise to be God to them and to the descendants. On this 
promise rests all other promises that are a part of the covenant. The ultimate goal of God's covenant with humankind was to bring salvation not just to one nation but to the whole human race. Already with Abraham, God promised that in him all would be blessed. In the various covenantal arrangements that God made with humans throughout Scripture, two principles are operative. God alone established the promises and obligations of his covenant. Human beings were expected to accept them in obedient faith. On some occasions, God outlined fully ahead of time the promises and responsibilities for both parties. At no time, however, were people in a situation where they can bargain with God about the stipulations of the covenant. God's covenant with Abraham, when God entered into covenant relationships, fellowship with Abraham, he explicitly offered several promises. God, as Abraham's shield and reward, he offered him many descendants, and he offered him the land of Canaan in his inheritance. God called Abraham to respond in faith to these promises, to accept them, to trust in God as his Lord. Because he did so, Abraham was accepted by God as righteous and was confirmed in personal relationship with him. Not only was faith necessary to receive the covenant initially, but God also required that if covenant blessings were to continue, Abraham had to make a sincere effort to please God through an obedient life. That's to all T.I.s. That's exactly. We want that covenant blessing to continue. We have to make a conscious effort to be obedient. God. God demanded that Abraham walk before him and be blameless. In other words, if his faith were not accompanied by obedience, Abraham would disqualify himself from participation in God's eternal purposes. In one specific instance, God tested Abraham by commanding him to sacrifice his son Isaac. Abraham passed the test, and consequently God informed Isaac that the blessing of the covenant was still valid and would be passed on to him because Abraham had obeyed him and kept his commandments, Genesis 26, 4, 5. God specifically commanded Abraham and his descendants to see to it that every male child in his household would be circumcised. The Lord went on to stipulate that any male who was not circumcised would be cut from God's people, for he had broken the covenant. In other words, refusal to obey God would lead to the removal of covenant blessings. God's covenant with Abraham was called an everlasting covenant, Genesis 17:7. God intended that that covenant be a permanent arrangement. God, we decree it over our lives. However, it could be broken by Abraham's descendants so that God would no longer be bound to his promise. For example, his promise that the land of Canaan would be an everlasting possession for Abraham and his descendants was broken by Israel's apostasy and Judah's unfaithfulness and their refusal to obey God's law. Thus, Israel was carried away into exile in Assyria, while Judah was later carried away captive to Babylon. God's covenant with Isaac, God sought to establish the Abrahamic covenant with each succeeding generation, beginning with Abraham's son Isaac, Genesis 17:21. In other words, it was not enough that Isaac had Abraham as his father. He, too, had to accept God's promises by faith. Only then would God say that he would bless and increase the family, Genesis 26. 
For the first 20 years of their marriage, Isaac and Rebecca had no children. Rebecca's womb was not open until Isaac earnestly prayed to the Lord for his wife to conceive, Genesis 25:21. This answered prayer demonstrates that the covenant fulfillment is not realized through natural means, but only by God's gracious action in response to prayer and seeking him. And I believe that's the same thing for this sick program, that we have to realize that God's gracious action is not a natural means. Sometimes it has to be sought out through prayer and seeking him. Also, Isaac had to be obedient in order to continue receiving the covenant blessings. When a famine struck the land of Canaan, for example, God told Isaac not to go down to Egypt, but to remain where he was. If he obeyed God, God promised to keep the oath made to his father. Genesis 26, 3, 5. God's covenant with Jacob. Isaac and Rebekah had two children, Esau and Jacob. Normally, one would expect the blessing of the covenant to be passed on through the firstborn, Esau. But God revealed to Rebekah that her older twin would serve the younger, and Esau himself despised his birthright. Furthermore, he showed indifference to the righteous standards of his parents by marrying two women who were not followers of the true God. In summary, Esau showed no interest in God's covenant blessings. Mm. Consequently, Jacob, who did desire the spiritual blessings of the future, he received the promises rather than Esau, Genesis 28, 13, 15. As with Abraham and Isaac, the covenant with Jacob required the obedience that comes from faith for its continuance. For much of his life, this patriarch depended on his own ingenuity. To survive and succeed, it was not until Jacob finally obeyed the Lord's command and will in Genesis 31:13 to leave Haran and return to the promised land of Canaan, and more specifically go to Bethel, that God renewed with him the covenant promises made to Abraham. Background, the Pentateuch. Genesis is one of the group of five books called the Pentateuch, or as some have referred it, the fivefold vessel. The Jews have always referred to the first five books of Scripture as the Torah, the law, except for a few parts, such as the reporting of his own death, Deuteronomy chapter 34. Moses wrote the five books of the law. Joshua may have written Deuteronomy chapter 34. The Pentateuch's theme is historical, legislative, and spiritual Historically, it records the origins of the human race and the origins and early fortunes of the human race, of the Hebrew race. Legislatively, it records the laws that God gave to the Hebrew nation under which they should live. Spiritually, it records the seed of the woman, Genesis 3.14, the coming of the scepter, Genesis 49, and God's provision to a wandering people of food, water, shelter, clothing, the book of Exodus, and the renewal of the covenant, Deuteronomy chapter 29. We can take a, a look at some of the outlines, a sketch of Israel's history according to the Pentateuch. Genesis, Israelis talks about Israel's origin in early years and beginnings. Exodus talks about their deliverance from bondage in Egypt and de- uh, deliverance. Leviticus talks about their worship directed by the Levites and legislation. Numbers talks about wilderness wanderings in the Sinai Peninsula and their testings. Deuteronomy talks about the second giving of the law, awaiting entrance into Canaan and preparation. 
the date and place of the writing of Genesis, there's no specific evidence about the place where the book was written. Moses wrote Genesis during his stay in Egypt. The geography of Genesis it goes from Egypt to Canaan. The prominent subjects, creation of the heavens and earth, the generations of the heavens and the earth, the fall of man, the flood, the birth of nations, Abraham, father of Israel. Uh, the outline for Abraham's test, test he was Abraham had a test of, of obedience, Genesis 12.1. He had a test of values, Genesis 13.5. He had a test of love and loyalty, Genesis 14.1. He had a test of faith, Genesis 15, verse 21. He had the most severe test in Genesis 22, 1 through 19. And his final years were tested in Genesis 22, verses 20 to 25. Isaac was the child of promise. Isaac was a strong spiritual link in the chain of the earliest patriarchs. When Abraham died, God's blessing on Israel continued through Isaac. Genesis 26:24 tells of God's renewal of the promise given earlier to Abraham. Jacob was the transformed brother. The, st- the story of Jacob shows how God can lay hold of a selfish, willful, and deceitful man striving by his own efforts to gain material blessings and so transform his life. In the end, Jacob's character is noble and beautiful with a new outlook of what are true blessings. Jacob's name, like Abram's and Sarah's, was changed, indicating a change of character in Jacob. Jacob finally learned true blessings. Briefly, this is a story of Jacob's immediate problems, of their solutions, and of finally seeing who he really was and then surrendering completely to God. The highlights of the chapters are three times when Jacob had an experience with God. He had an experience with God in with Heron, Genesis 31, Peniel, Genesis 32, and Bethel, Genesis 35. Then we have Joseph, the beloved son of Jacob. Joseph was not of the direct Messianic line. However, God sovereignly chose him to be the benefactor of Israel during the next crucial years of the dwelling in Egypt. While in Egypt, the descendants of Joseph and his brothers multiplied rapidly and soon became a large nation. About half of the Old Testament types foreshadow the person and ministry of Christ. The patriarch Joseph is considered by some to be the most complete type of Christ, for example. He was acknowledged to be the savior and ruler of Egypt, Genesis 47:25. Christ shall be acknowledged as savior and ruler of the world, Philippians 2:10. The Messianic promise in 49, Genesis 49.10 is a promise of Judah's inheritance. It is to be truly realized in that person of Jew, Jesus Christ who is from the line of Judah. Joseph, a type that foreshadows Christ. They give a comparison. In the Old Testament, Joseph is a comparison to Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Joseph was loved by the Father, and Jesus was loved by the Father. Joseph, it states in Genesis 37, 3, was loved by the Father. For Christ, it says, this is my beloved son, Matthew 3, 17. Brethren did not believe him, Genesis 37, 5. Brethren hated him, Genesis 37, 4. That's Joseph. Same thing for Jesus. Neither did his brethren believe in him, John 7, 5. They hated me and my father, John fifteen twenty four. 
Joseph, in the Old Testament, they conspired against him. They stripped him. They sat him down and watched him. They sold, sold him sold him for silver. Everything prospered in his hand. That was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Jesus went through the same thing. They took counsel against him. They stripped him. They sat him down and watched him. They sold silver for him. Uh, Joseph, they did this. <clears throat> Joseph. They did the similar, the same thing in the New Testament. Uh, Joseph, they said, none so discreet and wise. They bowed their knees to Joseph. Thirty, he was thirty years old. God used Joseph's suffering to save him. Uh, he was given power over all of Egypt. Joseph was a Gentile bride. He had a Gentile bride to share his glory. God promised a place of rulership. In the New Testament, we find with Jesus that Jesus states he had all things given into his hand. He was tempted yet without sin. He was bound and led away. <coughs> one thief, the pen, uh, one thief said, "Thou shalt be made." Thou shalt be with me in paradise. And that was similar to Joseph when he said, None so discreet and wise, okay, in whom uh, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, every knee shall bow about thirty years he was Jesus was about thirty years old. All power was given unto Jesus Christ, the converts of Christ will share his glory eternally. God promised a place of rulership. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Uh, for Jesus Christ, they've just basically given the comparison between Jesus Christ, yeah, leave it, Jesus Christ and uh, Joseph. And that's it, Journeys of the Israelite, Abraham from Uar to Canaan, Exodus from Egypt to Canaan to Assyria captivity to Babylonian captivity and return to Canaan. Uh, that was a pretty long one, but that was our first uh, chapter for the Pentateuch in Genesis. All right, uh, unmute your phones. I want you guys to see if you can participate in this little quiz. Um, oh. I wonder who's calling from New York. Welcome, New York. Somebody's on the phone. Is that you, um, Jeff? Okay. All right. We're going to go right to our quiz. Uh, uh, Elka, you there? Jeff, you there? Yes, I'm. I'm definitely there, yes. Okay, wonderful. Good. Okay. These are our letters. Genesis is a book of blank inspired by God and written by Moses. Genesis is a book of the letters are N-G-E-N-G-I-B-I-N-S. Beginnings. Beginnings, excellent. Genesis is a book of beginnings inspired by God and written by Moses. Beginnings is correct. Okay. Oh, this was um, a little difficult. A blank is a historical fact that illustrates a spiritual truth. It's not a parable. This was called a type, T-Y-P-E. I'm just going to say that one because that one, um, I don't know if I went through that in the reading. The ultimate goal of God's covenant with humankind was to bring blank to the whole human race. 
the ultimate goal of God's covenant with humankind was to bring blank to the whole human race. The letters are V-I-T-A-L-O-A-N-S. I got that. That's pretty easy, though. The ultimate goal of God's covenant with humankind was to bring... What is the ultimate goal for Jesus Christ for human beings? It begins with an S. Salvation. Salvation is correct. Excellent. Heavenly bodies are created to guide people's lives, true or false. Heavenly bodies are, are created to guide people's lives. True false. or false? False. That is false, right? No. Heavenly bodies are created so we so we can look at them to guide to, to help lead us to Christ. Amen. Amen. Yes, because the star led them to Christ. Right. All right. Human beings were made in the image of God. Therefore, humans are also divine. True or false? Human beings were made in the image of God. Therefore, humans are also divine. False. That's false. Mm -mm. We are not divine beings. We are in the second order. Our creator is divine. We're made a little lower than the angels. Exactly. 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 But, But, you know, um, last week, you know, I, I said that, that we are created in the image of God. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, had, we, had Adam not sinned, just think of what it would have looked like. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to get at last week. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I think your mother probably thinks that, too. Okay, the original creation was without form, true or false? The original creation was without form. True. True, that is true. Uh, What are the key verses in the book of Genesis? Uh, Genesis 3.15, Genesis 12.3, Genesis 3.12, Genesis 15.3. From my recollection, it's Genesis twelve three, and Genesis uh, fifteen. I think it was three. Genesis, Do you have any recommendations? Genesis Genesis three fifteen. Okay. It's check one or more. So we have Genesis fifteen three, Genesis three twelve, Genesis twelve three, and Genesis three fifteen. I think it was Genesis 3.12, because the other one was wrong. Oh, this is wrong, too. Got to get the right ones. I think I remember Genesis 15.3, so I do remember that. Um, or was it 3.15? It's 3.15. It's 3, no, it's 15.3. No, I've got 3.15 as the promise. I uh, write everything down, you know, when you say it. So. It's not 15-3? It's 3-15. And then 12, Genesis, what was it, 3-12 or 12-3? 12, 12-3 three? 12, three is, is the um, gospel of Christ. 12-3. And, 
And fifteen three or three fifteen? Which one you said? Um, three fifteen. Three fifteen. Mhm. Oh yes, go girl. You you're on point. <clears throat> Genesis three fifteen and Genesis twelve three are the key verses in the book of Genesis. I know the key chapter is Genesis fifteen. All right, what are the key events in Genesis ooh, 1 through 11? I don't remember all of that. 1 through 11, I know it's going to be creation. Um, yeah, uh-huh. Genesis 1 through 11, creation, flood and fall. No, I think creation and the fall of man. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah. It's no, 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 no. I got it's it wrong. The human race. It's creation and, and it's creation, and then it's the fall, and then it's the flood, and then it's the nation. No, Genesis. it just says what are the key events in Genesis one through eleven, and all right, I'm putting creation, flood, and fall. That is wrong. Mhm. So my in my my big book here, it says it, it says um, it's got the human race, and then under the human race, it's got number one creation, number two the fall, number three the flood, and number four the nation from Genesis one chapter one to chapter eleven. I don't know what this wants me to put. What are the key events in Genesis 1 through 11? I have nations, fall, flood, creation. I put <clears throat> number one, creation. Maybe I just need to put creation. No, no, that's not it either. I put creation. Yeah. Uh, maybe they want. Maybe they go into the nations next. No, it's not creation and nations. Creation, what are the first two? Creation and flood or fall? Fall. That's what creation I put. Creation and fall. Mm-mm. Maybe there's something wrong with this. Creation and fall didn't come. Creation and flood, let me put. No, none of them are coming. So creation and... I know creation has to be included. Yes. Some of them are trick questions, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they are. Sort of, they really you know, Oh, you know is. what? I think it's all of them. I was leaving one out. It is all of them. Yeah. That's what it was. You were right. Trick question. Creation, fall, flood, nations. All of them. <clears throat> yeah. I, I was leaving one or two out. It was all of them. All right. What are the great people in... Who are the great people in Genesis 12 through 50? Mm. Who are the great people in Genesis 12 through 50? Why doesn't somebody else try it? Because I've got all the answers here, and I don't want to be the one that... No, no, I want you to help me. I'm trying it, shoot. All right? Who are the great people in Genesis 12, 50? These are the choices. Joseph, Jacob, Isaac, Abraham. All of them. I was going to say all of them. Yeah, that's it. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Okay. 
In Genesis, the God of creation is revealed as loving, infinite, no answer, or just. In Genesis, the God of creation is revealed as loving, infinite, no answer, or just. I, I'm going to go with infinite because I remember that. Infinite. Infinite. Infinite is correct. Why did God create the world? So God could send his son to manifest his glory, majesty, and power for God's own pleasure so humans can study and learn from him. Why did God create the world? So God could send his son to manifest his glory, majesty, and power for, for God's own pleasure so humans can study and learn from him. God's own I knew this one. To manifest his glory, majesty, and power. Oh, was that there? I didn't hear that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was All right. It? The culmination of God's purpose in creation is recorded in the book of... The culmination of God's purpose in creation is recorded in the book of Genesis, Revelation, Psalms, or John. I would say Revelation. The culmination of God's purpose in creation is recorded in the book of Genesis, Revelation, Psalms, or John. Um, Jeff, are you here? Okay, sorry. That's okay. Jeff, are you with us? Maybe he muted himself and don't doesn't know how to unmute. Jeff? Yes. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. I'm sorry. I had you muted. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, I, I I muted myself because I was doing some stuff here. I had to do some dishes and stuff while I was listening. I muted myself. Okay. You want to okay. you want to uh, try? Uh, the culmination sure. of God's purpose in creation is recorded. In, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was it. The culmination of God's purpose in creation is recorded in the book of Genesis, Revelation, or what? Say one more time, Mario. I'm sorry. I apologize. The culmination yes. of God's purpose in creation is recorded in the the, the culmination of God's purpose in, mm-hmm. in creation is recorded in the book of Genesis, Revelation, or what? I, I would well, I would say um, Genesis means beginnings. So I would say Revelation will be the culmination. Excellent. That is the answer. Great. All right, when studying about the origin of life, what should Bible-believing Christians consider about evolution? Evolution is right when it comes to the formation of new species from another kind, like the case of new strains forming from species. Evolution teaches that there is no divine creator. God started the evolutionary process. Evolution is truly scientific. Which one should uh, Christians believe? When studying about the origin of life, what should Bible-believing Christians consider about evolution? Evolution is right when it comes to the formation of new species. Evolution teaches that there is no divine creator. God started the evolutionary process. Evolution is truly scientific. Well, I I say that it teaches that there is no divine creator. Excellent. Excellent. You know, and and also it, it's still it's still just a theory, by the way. You right. know, and no one's ever it's never been proven. 
at all. Right. It's, it's yeah. truly not scientific, right? It's exactly. It's not scientific. Evolution yeah. teaches that there is no divine creator. That is the correct answer. Okay. The principle of separation is demonstrated in Abraham's life. What is the principle of separation? God's people should live in a very isolated area. God's people are to be set apart from all that hinders his purpose for their lives. God's people should stay away from secular activities like watching non-Christian movies or listening to non-Christian music. The principle of separation is demonstrated in Abraham's life. What is the principle of separation? Number two. Number two. God's people to be, are apart. To be apart from all that hinders his purpose for their yes. lives. That's Amen. right. Excellent. Good. All right. God's special covenant named God's special covenant name as revealed in the Bible is I am Yahweh Emmanuel Alpha and Omega. Yahweh. 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 Excellent. You know your Bible. Hmm. Excellent. Yes, Correct. Amen. What is the name of the place where God renewed with Jacob the covenant promises he made to Abraham? What is the name of the place where God renewed with Jacob the covenant promises he made to Abraham? Hmm. Uh, Canaan, Bethel, Penuel, or Haran? What is the name of the place where God renewed with Jacob the covenant promises he made to Abraham? Canaan, Bethel, Penuel, or Haran? I'm going to go with all right, let me go with Bethel. Oh, Bethel is correct. I thought I read Bethel. Good. Yeah, it was Bethel. Amen. And welcome. Oh, we had somebody on um, Talk Show. All right. All right, let's see. Oh, that's it, guys. Congratulations. End of lesson. That was the Pentateuch, and uh, we went through gen- Genesis. We thank God for that. And uh, our next study will be Exodus from the Pentateuch. God, we just thank you and praise you as we edify ourselves in the the books of law of the Bible, the beginning books, the Pentateuch. God, we thank you, God, for giving us clarity and understanding how you have set us apart from this world, and whether a person, a targeted individual, wants to or not, he has been set apart from the world. But, God, we thank you and we praise you because that set-apartness is a chosen. We've been chosen. We've been chosen, and we accept the assignment, God, that you have chosen us for. We thank you, God, for setting us apart from the world, setting us apart from the miry clay that we don't have to be, that we tried to be. I know there are other T.I.s. I tried to fit in. I tried to fit in when I was in the world, but I've always not fit in. And I give God all the praise and the glory because he was working it out for me all along. I thank you, God. I praise you, and I exalt you for not letting me fit in. And I thank you, God, for letting this sick program spit spit me out so that I can know that I know that I know I'm where I should be. I'm working on what was the purpose that I was created for, and that is to meet the assignment God created me for. Mm. God, I thank you and I praise you, and I stand on your word, God. I stand on faith that you're going to turn this program around, that every demon plotting and planning to do Satan's work, 
from Jonathan Littman to Boyden Gray, in the name of Jesus, I Hallelujah. plead the blood of Jesus that every plot, plan, curse that they put will be devoured through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that okay. each and every person that they are studying their bloodline, that they will reach the destiny that you created them for, God, that they will become the men and women that you've created them for, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, that no demon program will be able to stop them from doing what you created us for. God, mm, I give you praise you. and glory for another chance to live out the destiny that you put mm. on, my, on our lives. I thank you, God, that we can come one day closer, God, that we're taking this time to pray and come before you to bring us closer to the destiny you created us for, God. Let us be able to leave a legacy behind a continuance yes, of the Bible, oh, of Bible, biblical teaching, God, of Hallelujah. your great work, of your great Deity, Heavenly Father. God, we just praise you. We exalt you. Mm. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank yes. you, God, for the opportunity, the privilege to live another day towards our destiny, God. Mm. God, I thank you. I exalt you, and I magnify your name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Mother wants to pray. Praise the Lord, Heavenly Father. We come before thee to thank you for the information, Bible information that you give us that we need to know, Lord. If we don't read the word, we'll never learn. But the Bible was placed here to anchor us in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we may continue to go the right way. You know, God don't want us to do our own thing, but do the will of God. And we praise you tonight, today for that. We, we ask you, Lord, to continue teaching us, guiding us, mm-hmm blessing us, the right way of life. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Bless amen. this congregation, Lord. Bless Hallelujah. this unit, Lord, that Hallelujah. we may continue to open our hearts, mind, and soul each day towards the Word of God. In Jesus' name, bless all, all of us, Lord, all the listeners, as we continue to learn more and more about the Word of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a prayer here. Of um, This book is called Choose Love by Stormy Omartian. Okay. Her latest book. And, okay. And, and there's prayers at the end of each chapter. And it's the chapter on um, long for his will and his presence continually. Mm. Lord, um, w- will I read it in the uh, I or will I read it in the, in the we? The we is good. Okay. Lord, hear our prayer, O oh Lord. Lord, we long to do your will at all times. Yes, my God. Doing your will is food for our mind, soul, and spirit that gives Mm. us strength and peace. Mm. We don't ever want to be outside of your perfect will for our lives. So help us to always look to you for guidance and control. 
Lord Jesus, we know you did not seek your own will on earth, but the will of your Father who sent you. Yes. John 5.30 Enable us to fully submit our will to you, Heavenly Father, as well. Lord, we pray you will always fill us with the knowledge of your perfect will. Colossians 1, 9. Um, you are life to us, and we cannot live without sensing your presence in our lives. Mm. So um, we spread out our hands to you. Our soul longs for you like mm. a thirsty lamb. Psalm 143, 6. We know that the upright shall dwell in your presence. Psalm 140, verse 13. Help us to do the right thing so that we don't lose that sense of your presence. We are grateful you never leave or forsake us because your spirit dwells in us. But we don't want to do anything to grieve your spirit in us Mm. or to lose our sense of closeness to you. Lord, we know there is a connection between living in your perfect will and sensing your presence in our lives. We know you are everything. Uh, we know you are everywhere, but the closeness of your presence is only felt by those who draw close to you and seek yes. to do your will. So enable us to never sacrifice the closeness of your presence because of wanting things our way instead of yours. Mm-hmm. We submit our lives to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. That was a beautiful prayer. We thank Stormy Omartian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, you Stormy. Do you know how to spell her last name? I I have not the wildest clue how. O-M-A-R-T-I-A-N. It's just like O and then Martian. (laughs) Oh, okay. Very good. Wow. So, look, um, I I was telling uh, Mark, I mean, uh, Mark, I keep calling him Mark. I miss Mark. Mark was another guy that, oh, they just did him so bad, blacklisted him, and, but he's trying what happened to fight to him? this in his own strength, you know. He's talking about the Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin and all kind of books. Every other oh, book. Oh, but... no. Yeah. So we just, I'm just going to keep him in prayer, you know. I'm, I'm going to keep him in prayer because I know the Lord. You know, I'm, and I know that man is anointed and blessed. I know he is. You know, but, you know, you know. It, it's, a, it, it's a camp of legalists that are encamped around us. Because Satan is a legalist. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, well, that I, that definitely explains that legal abuse uh, they try to put over here. But I told uh-huh. the devil he's a liar. Ain't no legal abuse going to stand. 
You could try to put it over here, but it ain't going to stand. That's why we have to really be close to the Holy Spirit. We, You know, like we have to pretend, okay, we're in this really beautiful car, you know, and, and Holy Spirit's driving it, and we're in the back seat. Mm. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> no, I, I hear what you're saying. I just thank God because that... Because um, we don't do that, then we're going to be consumed with uh, what they want us to be consumed with, and that is hate. Yeah. And the opposite of hate is love. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We choose, in, in, lo- we choose life, right? We choose life, and life is love. <laughs> so. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah, because they do they do have corruption down to a, a weaponized science, you know, yeah. and by getting us to to be so filled with resentment, because mm-hmm. every time we leave the house, if we deal with this or that form of harassment, you know, it it, it can so easily and certainly without Christ and without you know being led by the Spirit, there's no way you're not going to be filled with hatred, and there's mm-hmm. no way you're it not going to be. Up. That you have to live on a daily basis with no one that's with public protection offices, you know, that that are here to help people and won't help you. And to know people can get out of jail, come out of a prison cell and go get a job and got all kind of programs to help them. And now here you go with no criminal record and they won't let you work. It's some sick stuff. This is a lot to swallow. Yes, it is. Yes, it so is. we focus on the joy of the Lord is our strength, and and we can sing it, sing it, sing it, sing it. You know, like you know, like a little child in Sunday school. The joy Amen. of the Lord is my strength. You know, you can just sing it over and over again. And you know, it, it, Holy Spirit loves that because then He bubbles up inside of us, mm-hmm. and then He He. He uh, he is released to, to do what he needs to do, right? And, and and we're not under you know all that negative stuff, right? Otherwise, if we don't if we don't tap into the joy that's within us, you know, uh, Christ, the hope of glory, is living inside of us. Mm-hmm. His spirit. Amen. Like, um, you know, I, I was able to um, attend a a conference online. <laughs> And uh, it was storming the gates of the enemy. And suddenly, you know, I get intimidated thinking, oh, well, you know, what are they going to do to me if I do that? Well, you know, I just said, Holy Spirit, I am taking up the back seat, and you are doing this. And forgive me, please forgive me for, um, you know, succumbing to anything, you know. That, that that they try and do, and I say I just rebuke the spirit of fear because I am established in righteousness. And Isaiah fifty four, fourteen, and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And and I just I just spoke the word of God, and, and it came flooding out of me because the Holy Spirit was flooding the word out of me, so I could speak it into the atmosphere, so that so that the darkness could hear it mm-hmm. and and be flooded away. Amen. <laughs> and, 
And this conference was in Texas, you know, through the Gloria Zion, through Chuck Pierce. Mm-hmm. And um, they started clapping and clapping and clapping because so many of us got free that day. <laughs> you know? That's wonderful. You know? Wow. Because it's the spirit of fear that, that uh, you know, each time we, we, we take a stand, you know, on behalf of the Word of God, mm-hmm. being alive, quick and powerful and alive inside of us, that Holy Spirit... Come down. Holy Spirit wants to bring it we out. We have to get up. We're getting out of here. But we got to get our butts out I'm of the way. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> we got to get our butts out of the way. Yeah, darling, I got to go. I got to pick up my phone. Got to take Mom to check her house. So thank you so much for being here, for being a great support system. God bless you, Miriam. You're welcome. Yes. Um, you Jeff, I'll come later if we come back to the Bronx tonight. Please Maybe do. Maybe I'll you up and we'll have coffee. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. I would love that. Yeah, but but I'm not sure what I'm doing yet, so no, I'll call you. No no obligation, but if you can, that'd be great. Okay, no yeah. All right, Elka, nice hearing from you, darling. God bless all the other people talk to everywhere. Downloaders, listeners, God bless you. I'll talk to you guys. Elka, I'll call you maybe t- tomorrow. Okay, and stay in the word of God. Yes, I thank God. My phone disappeared, and the lady told me I can come pick it up. So let me get out of here and pick it up, guys. God bless you, Walter. I'll call you later, guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.